Hi, everyone. Welcome to She Collective, The Long Game. We are starting this new series with the hopes that we can shed some light on some of the burning questions that you guys all have. And um, this is our, our first our first episode. Take it away, Tessa. Thanks, Danny. Um, yeah, welcome, everyone. I, um, I It is The Long Game, and I would say the subtitle is... Um, for, for now, we're starting off with like journey, women, journey, people, mm-hmm. uh, actors. And um, so the, I thought of a few people. And the first person who's here with us is Hillary Ward. And thank you so much for joining us, Hillary. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> um, so Hillary is, uh, is an actress. She's had a very successful career. Um, in all areas, I would say, of the business uh, as an actor, um, theater, television, film, commercials, voiceovers. Um, and she, you know, I love looking at your, I love looking at your bio, Hillary, and just seeing how, you know, your career has progressed from starting out with some co-stars on network shows mm-hmm. and CIS, CSI um, numbers, and then, you know, getting into starting to do some recurring co-stars and then building into guest stars and recurring guest stars. Um, she was on Sharp Objects. She was on um, many shows um, that we all would recognize into um, playing Coretta Scott King on All the Way. Um, and at the same time, I know that you've also, you know, you have a very successful life as a mom, a teacher. Um, Hillary teaches at um, Western Michigan and also at UCSD, where she went to graduate school and she started Chalk Repertory here in Los Angeles. Um, She's a homeowner. She's a restaurant owner. She's a mom. Um, I sound very impressive in your in your <laughs> language. Always fun to hear someone else's perspective. <laughs> well, that's how I see you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and just based on conversations that you and I have had, um, I thought it would be great to open it up to the community here um, because I think mm-hmm. you have a lot to offer. Um, so, yeah. Um, and Danny had, um, you know, framed it a little bit as um, I-, I wanted to talk about community building and um, sort of focus on that with you, Hillary, because I feel like you have such a great support structure around you in so many areas of your of your life, your personal life, your artistic sure. life, your professional life. Um, and, and Danny had framed it, which I loved as like, who, who do we put our trust in? Um, so let's start with your decision to, to go to graduate school. You you went to UCSD. I did. Yeah. I went to UCSD, um, and I, I started school in the fall of 2004. So I've been out for gosh, almost 20, 15 years because 2007 I was out, but, um, I, you know, picked a day and moved to New York with some friends from my undergrad from IU, um, not really knowing how to be an actor, except like I wanted to 
try it. And um, it's interesting because I, I had always been interested in school and getting more training. I got the advice, you know, you need to go out and like figure out if you really want to do this and if you like lifestyle of being an actor and all of that before you invest in grad school, which I thought was really Mm-hmm. Great. looking back ended up being yeah. really great advice because mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think particularly for a lot of people that are going especially like from a BFA program straight into an MFA program they end up with you know six figures worth of debt and then they get in the business and they don't they either don't like the ebb and flow of it or the uncertainty or okay. just the lifestyle whatever it is you know and they end up completely doing something different which is fine but you do think like oh man that is a lot of time and money that maybe could have been put towards something else so anyway I was I was in New York basically long enough to know I still wanted to be an actor and also to realize where the gaps were in my uh, technique really and in my understanding of how to do it as well as I wanted to do it And so for me, that was the main reason to go to school besides, you know, having that showcase as like a springboard to get into the industry in a different way was also attractive to me. And um, I didn't know about UCSD's program when I moved to New York. I started working with a few theater companies and all the actors that I loved and I thought were really good and exciting and physical and had great voices and like were really brave and dynamic in their choices. I realized that they had all been coming out of this program. Kyle Donnelly was, you know, the head of acting. Then she was my teacher. And um, I was like, I was like, yeah, I know everybody's talking about like NYU and Yale, which is great. But I was like, where are these guys training? Cause they're really there. I'm excited about them. And that's how I found out about UCSD and was fortunate enough to get accepted to the program and, so, like I said, I was out there. And the other reason I liked UCSD is that um, besides having just great acting training, we had some time that we worked with the Playhouse. So we were able to get some professional experience under our belt in a big, you know, regional company. And um, we also taught. So mm-hmm. part of our mm-hmm. education in our second and third year was to teach intro to acting and intro to public speaking, which is just such a great way to solidify in all of the, we, we were Linklater trained. So the Linklater training that we were getting, the, you know, um, hide and text training we were getting to deal with like communication and organizing thoughts, and then to um, be able to really communicate what the basics of acting were to people who were not majors, not trying to do it, for their lives, but getting that clarity about it um, was so valuable, I, I found. So, you know, that was my main motivation for, for going to school. Mm-hmm. And really. then that's, that's so, I love that. I, I love the idea of like, who, who am I responding to? Like, not mm-hmm. just the name mm-hmm. of like, oh, I, you know, mm-hmm. I knew that like Meryl Streep had gone to Yale when I went sure. there, but it's like, we're not all going to be... <laughs> Street, you know, and so yeah. Historically I, I speaking, the there's really only ever been one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just because it it it's like I, I'd like to believe that Meryl Streep probably would have been fine, no matter right. where she ended up. Mm-hmm. Like she really <laughs> likes acting, and she works really hard at it, and yeah. Yeah. she was gonna be okay, mm-hmm. you know. 
Yeah. 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 So um, yes, like that. Yeah. Her constitution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't the graduate school that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I think, but I think that can be a perception, you know, Um, and so I love that you were like working with people and saying like, oh, Mm -hmm. these people, you know, that's, that's how I'm going to make this choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that you responded to their work and like Mm -hmm. their physicality and like their perspective and what they had to say instead of just like Mm -hmm. this person's been on law and order. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was also the stuff that I was seeing that I was like, oh, that's really exciting, and I don't know how to do that very well yet. Like, obviously, Mm. since they like these kind of actors, if I get into the school, they're going to, like, push me to do some stuff that maybe I'm a little, like, self-conscious or scared about doing. Mm -hmm. And so there was some some wise part of me at, like, 21 that was like, oh, you need to to get that you know I just heard I just heard somebody say um when we do things outside of our comfort zone our comfort zone expands Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I love that thought yeah Um, yeah yep yep great um so I thought I'd drop it in the chat (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know I say to Leo all the time I'm like advocating for yourself is hard Having boundaries is uncomfortable. Yeah. Looking at your weaknesses is hard, but it's harder to not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's more long. It stays with you longer if you don't. Mm -hmm. So mom rip off the bandaid. But like most, you know, 21, that was pretty wise for 21. Mm -hmm. Well, I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be good as good as the people were that I was seeing around me, you know, and I wanted to feel like I could do this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That's a great motivating factor in going to grad school as opposed to like, I want to be famous. Or I'm looking for a magic pill, right? And like the magic pill is like the Mm -hmm. 20 years. Yeah. 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 Totally. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I love I yeah, I know we keep continuing to highlight this point, but I do think it's really important to keep, you know, the reminder that your reasons for going to graduate school, you know, uh, if we enter, you know, entering the program with the, you know, wanting to be better, mm-hmm. like wanting to um, be a better actor, mm-hmm. rather than who will I meet and will I, when I get out, um, I will be guaranteed an agent and sure. I will get auditions and I will have a career yeah. because so many people who go to grad school and don't, you know, like you don't, mm-hmm. so you have to have the right expectations going in, you know, yeah. um, we, and we don't talk about that enough. We don't talk enough about like yeah. the reality of, you know, everyone's not going to come out and be, you know, Nina Arianda or Adam Driver. It's like sure. it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. or Lapita Nyong'o for that matter. Right. You mm-hmm. know, Sterling mm-hmm. Brown, Sterling most, K. Brown. Yeah. Most, most people are not right. going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And even Sterling. I mean, yeah. it, like I knew Sterling like a million like, years ago years. in New York. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and he was doing theater and mm-hmm. was in like a million pilots that didn't go and just like worked hard and stayed good and is like 
a lovely human and mm-hmm. people kept wanting to work with him. Yes. I remember I was like, when he was auditioning <laughs> for, for, for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, he's just cool. like a like, good yeah. human being. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. I think there's a misconception that like, you know, that somehow some sort of dissatisfaction with the way the business is, is going to shift mm-hmm. if after graduate school. And it's like, no, it's really, no, no. really for yeah. ourselves. And it's like, even ourselves. if you win right, right. showcase, it's like every year, you know, I somebody gets on, really they have like showcase. a fulfillion <laughs> meetings, you know, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, everyone still has to get a job. Right. Like you're everybody, like no matter what level you're at in this yeah. business, it's like the job ends and then you're like, oh shit, I have to get another job. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Jessica oh, Chastain, no. she had like how many movies that didn't come out for like yeah. 10 years, yeah. right? Yeah. And she was like, I'm actually I'm in things. Right. Mm-hmm. Come out. Right. Yeah. Mahershala yeah. did the great white hope. Oh my gosh. Age right Forever. Out of yeah. He was right. a working actor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then 20 years is the two actors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. For the mo- for a movie that was like a modified low budget that he worked yeah. on for like five days. Yeah. Where people are like, oh, it's so rich. I'm like, yeah, nobody. No. 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 Yeah. I heard a crazy story from my acting teacher um from when it went because I studied with Larry Moss and uh he was talking about Hillary Swank like she won the Oscar for Boys Don't Cry and she went to CVS the next day to get her prescription filled and she couldn't pay for it yeah she didn't have enough money yeah you don't get a check when you get an Oscar yeah 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 and uh, Boys Don't Cry was an indie, indie. Yeah. Yeah. budget. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so then <laughs> next chapter. <laughs> I guess um, I I just I have a couple of questions. So then, how how did that translate into like what happened after? What happened next? Yeah. What happened after? Yeah. That? And also, I I guess. Okay. I also am curious about um, about Clay because you have been with the same person through a lot of different going to New York, a lot of phases. Yeah, Yeah. honestly, I I think that okay. So background because you don't know me. Realize that. Okay, let me back it up. (laughs) Um, So I have known my husband longer than I haven't known him. Like he, I mean, we, I've known him since high school. Uh, We did not go, we were in very different fields. He is, and then he was an intelligence officer in the Navy. He like has top secret security clearance, you know, he's, he's doing intelligence work. Um, And I was, you know, we're not doing to, intelligence work. <laughs> I, well, it's like one of those things that put, I mean, it's hysterical because it's like I was in graduate school. I was like, they're giving me a master's for this. Like, I walked like a cat today and I did a puppet show. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're going to give me a master's. Cool. Um, but, and he's like, yes, I, you know, talk to a foreign government today you know it's so we just had a very (laughs) different reality um but 
You know, so we, we went to different colleges. I went to New York. He was on a carrier. He was, but I swear that's, that was like very good um, training, if you will, for like being married to an artist. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because like we had our own lives and our own interests. I, I personally really like having a partner that we have something else to talk about. Mm. Um, besides like auditioning or like this part of the business or that, or the show. Uh, and, and he knows, like, he knows that he can empathize, but like, he doesn't really get it. So if it gets, cause I think like, that's another thing I'm realizing as I get older, I was like, oh, there's so many people who like really love actors and love what we do. And they want to advocate for us, but they really don't quite know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they know if it's good or if they like it, but they don't know what we're doing. So he very quickly was like, I don't get, like, I don't get it. So he <laughs> will be like, you should talk to like Daniel or Tessa about that. Like, or Kent, you know, um, but we can talk about everything else, which is great. Mm-hmm. And so it just like reminds me like, oh, right. There's an entire world that's happening. That's not about like this inside baseball that we're always in you know and um and you know it I will say like the financial reality of what it takes to build up an acting career I was fortunate in the respect that like my partner had a salary so I could like take gig jobs and and you know be available for auditions maybe in a way that would have been harder if I was having to like make sure that I was always at my restaurant shift to Mm -hmm. be able to like make rent this month so it's like I could go to all those commercial auditions book more get more experience in front of the camera get more comfortable quicker because Mm -hmm. I did have some pressure off Mm -hmm. uh, did you talk about that? Did you and Clay like have a conversation about how that balance would yeah, I happen mean, in your relationship? I was, he was fine with it. I was the one that was insecure about it, feeling like, well, I need to contribute. And mm-hmm. uh, there, it was like very important to me. I remember, um, you know, how I was a little freaked out, like closing my own bank account and mm-hmm. like having a joint bank account and I was just like oh this is weird and, da, da, da. and then I I was like I had to just reframe and be like wait I contribute a lot like mm-hmm. I was like you have like a very lovely home I was like I grew a person for you who I'm spending I was like all the money that we're saving because like I'm you know caring for him and taking care of him and cooking for uh, cooking for him and you know like I contribute a lot uh so that that is like paying off for us financially so I just had to reframe my own thinking about what was valuable what was a valuable contribution to be able to accept that like the way I was going to be able to contribute at least at the Mm -hmm. beginning was not necessarily going to be financial. 
Yeah, you know what I mean. Shake off that internalized capitalism because a hundred percent. And like when I'm coaching, particularly like when I'm coaching women and trying to like help them figure out how to like you know I think about as like you you're like leveling up in a video game you know it's like yeah you like you're getting better but like so so is everybody around you so you've got to like step it up and that's sort of part of the fun is like the challenge is different and I make them sit down and and like look at their day and it's like okay if you were paying someone to do like all the things you just listed in your day you would that's that's like a six-figure income Mm -hmm. It's like you're you're contributing a lot. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. you know so you've got to like think about that hourly that hourly wage that like you're really worth because it's mm-hmm. it's high. Yeah. You know? Well, you know and we I- have all sorts of issues with being trained to think that we're human capital from a very young age. Mm-hmm. And that's that's mm-hmm. that's all our worth is. But like, yeah, we're whole people. Yeah, we're whole people when we get mm-hmm. paid our labor when we don't yeah and whatever you build with your significant other is really uh, you know shapes the life you have yeah for sure what's the what's the saying don't marry your glass ceiling like (laughs) oh i've never heard that but yeah yeah Yeah. you Mm -hmm. certainly did not marry your glass ceiling he was like no ceiling he was, he's like, I'd love to be a kept man. He's like, get after it. <laughs> he's like, do whatever you want. That's right. That's right. I love it. Okay. Excellent. So Tessa, what you had, you had some other, you had, should we circle back to your, you had another question. Well, just, I'm curious what happened after graduate school. And then I know that you started Chalk Rep with yeah people you went to, you went to school with, is that correct? I did, yeah. So uh, we showcased New York, LA uh, on, again, like this is something I always tell people, but it's like on paper, I should have gone to New York. Like I, I had a lot more interest in like really buzzy meetings and people taking me to their conference rooms to like (laughs) you know put all the parade of agents in front of me but I was getting married and I knew though I, I I had lived in New York for a bit and although my husband had like visited in New York I just knew I know him and I was like you can't live in New York you would not be happy it's you he needs like green and quiet and space LA is too busy for him and we have a house so they are you know mm-hmm. he's always like I gotta get it I gotta like he's he's always like off to the mountains off on a trip somewhere because he needs that space and so um I was like you know I just need like one person in LA who like really gets it who like gets me mm-hmm. and it's gonna be okay mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so I got and that's, so, that's so true. You know, that, you know, that, that thing of like, we have, we can have all the meetings in the world and, you know, we could sign with some huge agency and just get mm-hmm. lost. Yeah. Like, you just need the one person who's yeah. really. Gonna- and right. I was like, I know, I know for my life, like, I know I don't want to like have a life or not. I mean, I love New York. I, I really do. But I was like, I don't like my life in New York. Like, I don't like being like poor and <laughs> struggling and, uh, you know, and not being yeah. able to get outside and gray snow in February. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. like that. 
Mm-hmm. I like New York when I'm at, you know, in town for a job and I can see some shows and like meet my friends. I'm like, yeah, New York is the best. Um, so I just sort of knew for like my lifestyle, I was like, I want to be in a place that um, it's a little bit easier to be outside where we can have a little more space where as expensive as LA is, it's still more affordable and attainable. I think for an actor to like own a home in in LA as opposed to buying an apartment in New York. Um, And I just knew how I wanted my life to look. So uh, honestly, like that's why we ended up um, in LA. And then as far as chalk, we, I, I got out of school right as the financial crisis was happening and the writer strike. So, Mm -hmm. so we're all like, here we are. And Mm -hmm. then like the whole town shut down. And so, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, yeah, so me and um, my Jennifer Chang, who was at UCSD, now she's going to be at UCLA starting this fall. um, And another playwright, Ruth McKee, um, there's director Larissa Cocorno. And then one of my classmates, Amy Ellenberger, we were at... Jen is one of these people who can kind of like talk people into things before they even know they have agreed to it. And then all of a sudden she's like, I've got a space. And the space was the Masonic Lodge at Hollywood Forever. Nothing had been happening there. Jay um, and his partner, Tyler, had just bought it. And they their big philosophy, because it had been in disrepair for a long time. And their big philosophy was like, we're going to make it a place for the living and the dead. And we were, had been sitting around and talking and we always thought like the whole model of how theater is made is upside down. So like the, all the artists and artisans who like actually make it happen are expected to do it sort of like for the love of the game and their passion while like all of this stuff gets like poured into the materials, like the, the resources get poured into the materials to make the set, to like buy the space, to whatever. It, so it was like paying for all the stuff, but like not really valuing the people who make the stuff. Mm-hmm. And we thought like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like it makes more sense to put all the money into the people and then we'll just like find a place that already has stuff. So our whole thing became like, we're going to do site responsive, site specific, immersive theater experiences. Instead of spending all the money on stuff, we're going to spend it on the people. So it was our philosophy, like right from the beginning, like we're going to pay everybody. If you walk it, if you are a person who is contributing to our making this piece of art we're gonna pay you it was just like a very basic ethos that we had and then we were you know we were all women we were um you know there were women of color there were you know like designers directors writers it it was always like part of our ethos too of like we know all of these like really great people Mm -hmm. who are getting to ask to play sassy social worker number four because (laughs) they are a black woman who looks professional and like heaven forbid they get to do anything else when like they should be doing checkoff so like we just did it 
So we did mm-hmm. three sisters at the lodge. And then we did, we did like four shows that first season we did, uh, three sisters at the Masonic lodge. We did, um, family planning and people's houses. So we like, cause the, the play was set in like a living room and a kitchen. So we did it. We found like four houses and oh my God. Larissa, we moved around. Yeah. She's a good friend of mine. Oh my gosh. Of course she is. That totally yeah. makes sense. Um, and then we did, we partnered with the Dahlia black Dahlia was still around. So we did a world premiere of this play by Ruth McKee stray and then um, we did one more show. It's it's wow. like 15 years ago. But anyway, we just thought like we should be making stuff and we'll just find places that want to host us. And it's and we're going to like stay green and we're going to stay lean and scrappy and um, and just like tell good stories and tell stories for people who don't think they like theater because they don't think it's about them so it was almost like with family planning it was like the the second act of the play really was like everybody hanging out and talking after the show about like what it was like to have like a family sort of falling apart you know two feet away from you (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah so you so that was your that was your artistic life during yeah. this time yeah that you were that you were starting out professionally mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and yeah. um how did you so how did you balance um then I know you studied with Larry Moss mm-hmm. and you studied with Nancy Banks yeah um, I still study with them I when I can I you know Nancy hasn't had class since pandemic but like I needed that gym I needed like really good actors and people that were going to push me because hopefully we're all getting better god i mean mm-hmm. god willing mm-hmm. and people get so snotty about going to class after they lean a, leave a training mm-hmm. program mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. 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 Yep. and i was like um y'all like there's plenty of stuff i don't know how to do yet or i haven't right. been asked to do or you know especially for tv and film i, I mean i guess i think maybe across the board but you get a little more freedom what in do you theater think the origins but, of that is like what do you think the psychological <sighs> I think, I think it's a, it's a, um, it's an idea of like, this must be complete. Like I've spent all this money and I've spent all this time. So clearly yep. I have nothing else to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, like, I have this stamp, like right. I've gotten the stamp, mm-hmm. I've gotten the diploma sure. I've done. I, I am complete. I, yeah. should, right, be able to, a, I should be able to, to just go out and work now because right. I, I studied right. for three or four years and yeah it's a theory and and doing are completely different and well, it's a trade well, yeah you have to learn by doing so and if... i i don't i mean okay so this is my my first audition my first tv yeah. audition out of grad school god bless mark Sachs. right Love mark he Sachs. called me in like <laughs> He literally called me in once a week until I booked, but my very first, and he started, he eventually just started like bringing me to producers. Cause he was like, okay, she can like, you know, walk and talk at the same time now. Yeah. But my very first audition, he literally walked me through it beat by beat. He mm-hmm. was like, okay. He was like, no, okay, no, go back. He's like, uh, you need a prop, John, give her a file. He, he literally coached because he's like she's a good actor but she's never done this yeah right 
everybody. Right. right. So right. he literally told me what to do. And then he was like, great, I'll see you for producers this afternoon. And he called me back. He called me once a week until I booked. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And, and how did you feel? But without him walking through that, you would not have booked. I would have just yeah. been like, you know, tripping over my feet for a year. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. And I it's, think, and, and I, and I would say also like that feeling as I, I don't know about you, but, but I had people who, who did that for me as well. And it was really hard at the time to not feel like I'm failing. Them. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I can't believe yeah. that they're having me back for the 10th time. Right. You know, and not, and see that as a good, like it, keep my yeah. head in the place of like, no, this person is walking me through this because they believe in me. Right. right. They're such champions of yours mm-hmm. that yeah. they mm-hmm. are continuing to give you, like, mm-hmm. keep the faucet on so that That's right. you can ultimately yeah. be successful. Yeah, he was like, I'm going to get you in the union. Like, I'm mm-hmm. gonna, we're going to tap Tartly. Like, this yeah. is happening. And I yeah. was like, yeah. and I look back, I'm like, thank God. Yeah. Thank God, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But most people don't get those opportunities. I yeah, I I would say that we, you know, like as a casting director, you know, I have I I mean, we do that for my office, you know, definitely we do that for people all the time, like people that we believe in and we want to help and you know and fill in the gaps again of like what maybe wasn't learned in grad school, you know, mm-hmm. and um but I do think I have noticed uh, that grad programs are, you know, have expanded to, you know, uh, help people get more of an understanding of the business. But as you were saying, it's like, Mm -hmm. until you're like actually doing it, it's really, it's hard to know, you know, what to do. And And, uh, so it's really fantastic that you have, you know, that you had that gift of Mark Sachs and Tessa, Mm -hmm. you had the gift of the people who helped you. So, Mm -hmm. and even in the audition room, Auditions are so different from yeah. doing the work. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. Leo Leo was what, like six and a half when he came out of an audition and was like, you know, they would never have me memorize 18 pages back to back. I would do like one page and we would do sure. it like 90 times and there would be like 50 people on set. So really, this audition thing isn't a great way to figure out who should be in your movie. And I was like, so out right. of the mouths of babes. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. But that's what we got. So yeah. until we figure out another way, mm-hmm. this is what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. funny. But it's, it's an interesting. Whole, it is a whole different skill. It's a whole different. Yeah. It's a whole different skill. It's yeah. A, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible for grad mm-hmm. school to give people that experience because it's too expensive. You can't like crew up a whole movie to give an actor yeah. that experience. Well, yeah. I think it's also like the great thing about school. Mm-hmm. And I tell this, you know, to my students that I have now, I was like, the great thing about school is that you have a core of five or six people who are very invested with you giving their opinions over three or four years. Mm -hmm. The bad thing about school is that you have a core of people (laughs) who are really invested (laughs) in you. That's right. uh, Having an opinion. It's, but it's the same people. Yeah. It's the same people. So you start to, you, because you have this like personal connection to them, you start to identify their view of you as the reality of how you're going mm-hmm. to work and, yeah. and that this is what you are. And especially if you don't um, take the uh, initiative to continue 
developing your craft, Mm -hmm. sometimes you get stuck and you think Mm -hmm. like, well, this is it. And they just don't appreciate what I have to bring instead of being like, okay, that was like one group of people, but Mm -hmm. every, you know, every it's a, we're in a subjective field. Like people are going to process you in a different way. Yeah. So which you is know, why it's which is why there. it's a good thing to keep studying after you leave and okay. like get with like other groups of people, right. you know, and not necessarily mm-hmm. and I'm not saying like necessarily like, you know, it's not about like going to places to like meet casting directors or agents. It's like actually like taking classes yeah. with other actors mm-hmm. in like an environment that's different from your from Mm -hmm. your from your grad school training and just like keeping that muscle going and like getting feedback from other people um and expanding that way yeah yeah yeah. continue to have different experiences have different experiences yeah because the truth is it's all it's always going to be different like the the way we audition changes all the time and Mm -hmm. the way that sets are is always going to be there's always going to be something thrown at you that that you are not prepared for yeah and so keeping that resiliency and that flexibility like it's just not going to be safe and set and so how do we never right safe in a way in it like in our core that we can navigate that Mm -hmm. Um, and the energy of every set is different and like being able to be like okay you Mm -hmm. know like not having an expectation that every set's going to be the same Mm-hmm. Well, and that yeah. is just like it's not personal. No, it's not like personal. It's, right. it's not, not personal. Yeah, it's not about it's not it's not personal. That's what I just she like she go in. It's not personal. I, it's not yeah, personal. I just yeah. really try to go in and like be ready. And then if somebody is like open and wanting to engage, then I do it. But I was like, I don't know what your process is. I'm here for three days. You've been here for seven years. Like. Right. Yep. I don't need to dictate how you treat me. Like mm-hmm. I have friends, I'm at work and you're at work. It's cool. Right. You know, it's so, yeah, I think mm-hmm. they're like, I, Oh, they were so think- mean to me. And I was like, they weren't thinking about you. They're exhausted. Correct. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know. Didn't even I, register. Yeah. I know. I tell actors that all the time. Like when you get hired to do that co-star role, just remember <laughs> you're just there for a day. The people yeah. who are on set, they're there They've been there for years, probably. 14 hours And a so day. if they don't talk to you, it's not personal. It's like they're at work. Like, yeah. Yeah. I always, I think I said this to you guys before, but I think mm-hmm. about, I'm like, when I started thinking about it, like I am the plumber for these kind, for those kind of situations. Like totally. I'm the plumber, but it's yeah. also like, I'm the new kid on the first day of school. Right. So it's sort of that combination. Mm-hmm. That's really, yeah. Sort yeah. of, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta be ready for that. You yeah. Yeah. personal you know. yeah nope. so and mm-hmm. hillary so i know that you you know i know that you have continued to study and i love what erica said about like you know and and what we're talking about about getting in front of different groups of people being with mm-hmm. different groups of people but then you also have like a very um i feel like you're really good about taking care of yourself and doing the work that needs to be done when you do get an audition mm-hmm. um, or when you see something that you want to audition for, can you just talk a little bit about, kind of talk us through like the communication that goes on for you around your support? Yeah. Well, uh, yes. I mean, first of all, uh, I am extremely blessed to have 
great agents who um, are not interested. Like we don't, we have, and, and it's a business relationship, but they are great advocates as in they're like, what do you need to be successful? Well, thank yes. you so much, Hillary, for joining us. Oh, this us was so much fun. This yeah. was amazing. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Hillary. Of this is course. really so good to have you. And thank you, Tessa, for bringing this to us, honestly. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you yeah. so much. Anytime. I think it's really Anytime. important and wonderful to yes. take the time to, to talk about all the stuff. So. More confident actors. Yes. Please. Yes. Please. <laughs> so good for all of us.